0: Hey, Matt, this is Nathan McKenzie from Superman, the Animator Podcast. Just to start off with, I've absolutely loved your podcast. Your podcast was the first podcast I had the opportunity to listen to when I first started uh, listening to podcasts, and and it's grown on from there. Um, I'd love to be a guest in Season 4. As I alluded to in the message I sent you on Instagram, um, I was lucky enough to do some reviews in Season 4, so I'd love to uh, be there for any episode. All right, thanks, Matt. Bye.
1: Lewis and Clark is our jam, yes, our jam. We're, We're talking about, about Terry Dean and Superman We'll cover it all, at least we'll do, do what, what we, can. we can And now it's time for the show And welcome back to Lois and Clark to the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex and joining me from the other side of the world, first time caller, Mr. Nathan McKenzie. How are you, sir? Hi,
0: hey, Matt. Uh, I'm very gracious to be here and I can't wait to talk about this awesome episode, but also <laughs> one of my favorite TV shows, Lois and Clark.
1: Yes, uh, you have been haunting, you know, around the, the same places I've been on <laughs> online for, for years now. Uh, we're both on the Facebook groups, and, and you, you're a frequent commenter, and I, I thank you so much. Uh, we just played the audio clip, but you were uh, nice enough to send in the little bit of, like, audio getting to know you um, <laughs> when I asked for it last year, and it was just, like, an immediate... Like, oh, my God, yes. Like, of course, you should be on it. So so please, you know, first-time caller, first-time guest to 90s Metropolis here. Um, what, what first of all, what brought you to Lois and Clark? How did you find the show?
0: Um, so as a kid growing up, uh, super, so uh, Superman the movie was a big deal for me. But actually, I saw Superman 2 first. Um, but Correct. it was the international edition. So for me, there was a lot of scenes in that. Um, that when the DVD come out was not there. So like at the end. I was going to de- say,
1: you probably just saw my pregnant sigh of like, <laughs> I know it's a thing, but I don't remember which had more or whatever. But like the international <laughs> had like restored scenes essentially. Right.
0: Oh, exactly. I had it at the end when he actually destroys the fortress, you see, you know, the villains leaving the fortress, you see, okay. um, you know, all that sort of stuff. There's little, little, little bits here and there. So when the DVD come out, I was very confused. Um, <laughs> like what, especially when I saw Superman 4 come out as a kid. And so why is he still in the Fortress? This was destroyed back in <laughs> Superman 2. Um, but from there, that's where my love of Superman uh, came from, was the Christopher okay. Reeve movies. Uh, and then when I found out and Clark was coming on TV, I was, how old was I? I was, I was
1: going to ask uh, yeah.
0: ninety. Oh, I would have been 12. So would have okay. come out in um, 93 here. And I was sneaky too because it was it was on about 7.30 at night, the pilot and I had, to, I had to go to bed and so but I had a spare TV in my brother's room yeah. um, who had left who had left home um, and so I had the VCR had a recording um, and I went <laughs> off to bed and I sneakily about half an hour after I was supposed to be in bed climbed out of my bed went into the spare bedroom turned it on just watched a little bit of it here and there <laughs> and and that's where my love of the uh, the show came from. But just obviously the, the many differences, like the first thing I found interesting when I started getting into the first season was how different Lex Luthor was mm. than he was in the Christopher Reeve movie knowing, because I didn't read any comic books until I got much older. So I didn't okay. know the that version of the character. So, and yeah, was, but we only got like the first two seasons in Australia. Then we lost track of it after that. And I didn't really get to watch all four seasons until I was deployed I'm um, in Iraq in uh, 2006 and I actually wow. found season two over there and um, I grabbed that and watched that and that's where I, my love of the show came again and then I brought all four seasons um, from the States because we couldn't get it here in Australia and then then yeah and then uh, the, my love for the, the character has grown uh, on obviously a lot more since then Smallville's been a big part of my life Mm-hmm. and obviously do a podcast myself um of the animated series as well so and i just love the character and you know and just with the comic books the tv shows the movies and yeah just 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 love the the, the superhero that he is
1: yeah cool and that like obviously your your love is expanded to um the different and i imagine you're like me we're like You'll dip a toe in anywhere where there's a little bit of Superman and like kind of see what flavor of it and, and whether you like yeah. it and what type of thing. Um, why the, like, I'm not fighting you. The animated, yeah. st- the DCAU is is still just like such a high bar of superhero storytelling for me. But um, why, why Superman, the animated series? Cause I feel like that's one that is often overlooked. It's funny you say that actually. Cause um, when I first
0: got into podcasting, when I first heard about what podcasting was, uh Mm -hmm. the first thing i typed in was superman obviously and the first podcast i came across was yours and that's where oh god wow (laughs) (laughs) um so i actually uh started listening to season one not not too long after you started um i loved your interview with i can't remember the actress's name tracy Scoggins. Um, yeah Yeah. i loved your i love your interview with her and and that's where my love for listening to your show came from and i and and then you had interactions with obviously other podcasters with Zach. And that's when I got listening to oh, I was holding to Smallville and all that sort of stuff. So I thought, okay, my two favorite TV shows are gone. So Smallville, <laughs> Zach, Zach does a great job. Obviously Clark's done. That does a great job with that. I thought, what can I do that no one's talking about? And um, the one thing I thought about Superman on his own, not talking about Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, was the animated yeah. series. And yeah. it was so, and it was something we didn't get much here in Australia. Um, so I uh, bought this I, I've had the seasons for a while now but now I just thought well, no one's really talking about it um, the worst part for me was is that I didn't really have anyone to talk about it with so I pretty much spent the whole first two seasons on my own uh, talking that's about it. And yeah. it it was but then when I started interacting with a lot more other podcasters out there um, that's where I started having the, the courage to ask people to come on the show
1: yeah um, that's, and, that's where it gets yeah. fun right you know <laughs>
0: exactly and that's what i love this and, and this is like to me this is just like the multiverse of podcasts like you get to interact with all these great ones that you listen to for so long but you get to be on their podcast like being here with yourself today is a dream come true um you know speaking with zach on his podcast on his patreon you know and there's some other great people that i've met online and being in australia i can i meet some great people overseas such as yourself and it's, and we just love the passion for this character and i think it's a dream come true
1: Uh, Absolutely, man. And yes, uh, um, where where are you in the podcast now? Like, have you, uh, where are you in the the show, I should say?
0: Um, I'll finish season three. um, So I'll I'll finish the series. um, I was going to say, yeah. um, (laughs) um, Part of me would love to go back and do the first two seasons. So I'm not just, you just don't, people just don't listen to me on my own. but I've started doing the movies. I did uh, Superman Brainiac Attacks, which was a tough one to uh, go through. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it.
1: <laughs> that is that, and um, and Superboy the TV series are still the ones oh. that are like kind of missing in my super because it's just like it's going to take a lot to get. Like I would need to like do it with you for a podcast, or like have have a nerd like here in per- <laughs> like be hanging out with Zach or Lance or someone, and just be like, all right, I guess we could. Like, have a few drinks and watch this. But it's just, like, (laughs) everything I hear about it sounds terrible. For people that don't know what we're talking about, there was a directed to, or, you know, video, whatever. I was going to say direct to DVD, but whatever the (laughs) fuck it was. Um, Video, animated video of um, Superman that used, tell me if I'm wrong, they used the character models from the animated series, but had, like, nothing else to do with it. Like, all the characterizations are completely different, basically, right?
0: Oh, exactly. Well, Superman and Lois are pretty much the same. Okay. Uh, and they're even voiced by the same voice, voice actors. So oh, we,
1: so, we, okay. So, like, Dana Delaney is still Lois. Yeah. Dana okay.
0: Delaney, Tim Daly is still there. But then you get a totally different voice actor for Lex L- Luthor. And the way that they portray him in the movie compared to the TV series, you wouldn't even know that it's the same. Like, a totally different characterization. and Bizarre. It's... If you watch that movie and you haven't seen the series, you go, "Oh, I actually like it." Um, it's the same with you know uh, the voice actor who portrays Brainiac, totally different um, mm. voice actor. And I'm just watching it, going, "This is wrong." I just right. three scenes of this great animated series, and you, that's what you do. Um, if they changed the animation style, I, I probably think I could have enjoyed it a lot more.
1: Totally. That's what um, helped me when they did, when they started doing the, the direct to video, like standalone videos with like yes. Superman Doomsday, where it's like, yeah, it's its own thing, but there's still part of me that's like, this isn't quite right. You know, like, <laughs> I still want to hear, you know, Clancy Brown's talking Lex <laughs> Luthor rather than I think it was James Marsters in that one. But like yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, it was. But it's funny you mentioned Superboy because um, as a kid here in Australia, they used to have it. Um, on TV at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So I used to get home just after school and I used to watch Superboy uh, religiously after school when I was a kid. <laughs> and, um, but that, that's also another series very hard to come by here in Australia. I think I found season one online, but I haven't bothered to because it's with our DVD players and stuff like that. If you get, you have
1: to, right, right. Right, the,
0: the, you know, the right one to actually get it to play. So
1: region um, craziness.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I'll eventually do did like, did like everybody else I'll, uh, I'll watch it all one day I've seen bits and pieces here and there and there, there are still memories that I, I remember as a kid that I enjoy
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I listen to Sam Rizzo's podcast about Superboy because he loves that show and he, you know I, I just love the fact that there's passionate people out there who just loves all facets of Superman or Superboy um, and there's always someone to listen to it so that's why I love <laughs> what I do <laughs>
1: yeah also, it, it's like it's such a dumb hobby that takes up a weird amount of time that you really have to love it and clearly you do you know like obviously and like you have i've got nothing good behind me right now but you've got the whole superman collection and stuff behind you you know so like so welcome to to 90s metropolis here dude i'm sorry i'm sorry to start you off on this episode but it is it's it's fun in its its way it's just like as i was watching it it was a lot of like (laughs) where did this one come from you know (laughs) well it's funny um
0: when you asked me to do this one, there was initially, um, cause I was lucky enough to, uh, I was, I was reached out to, um, uh, Steve Yenis from the Superman homepage a long time ago about cool. doing up the reviews for Superman. I think I took over from, um, Rob O'Connor from, um, mm-hmm. the all-star Superfan podcast. I didn't realize until he, he spoke to me online about it. And, um, so I was, I was doing some reviews of the show and, and I thought, oh, that's why we started on this one. But I, I was actually in the back of my mind going, oh, I thought we'd be talking about Leslie Luckerbie, but that's, that's <laughs> the, 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 the great Australian that he is. But uh, <laughs> which I, I, I always laugh when I watch that episode with his accent. And I'm going, you've got to be kidding.
1: <laughs> yep. It, it, just a bizarre, the, the whole thing is so strange. But we are a couple episodes from that. For today, we're talking 412, Lethal Weapon, Uh, written by Grant Rosenberg, directed by Jim Charleston, aired January 5th, 1997. This is, and I've been saying it all season, but this is ratings-wise very much the beginning of the end of the show. Um, So I'm going to play an unfair game that I play with, um, that basically Zach plays (laughs) with me on uh, his Patreon show for um, Always Hold On To The Flash. Um, but if, I'm going to give you the ratings. The, these are Nielsen <clears throat> ratings for the past two episodes before this. And yep. I'd like you to guess, if you don't mind, what the rating <laughs> was for this episode. Okay. So I'll, I'll even give you a little context. Gen- the sh- The season started with 12.2 million people watching. There was a high so far for the season at 14.9 for the wedding episode, which... Horrible episode, but you know, finally getting married, blah, blah, blah. It's mostly in the 12s and 11s for the past couple weeks. Um, the two episodes before this, Stop the Presses, which for me is like a hidden gem of an episode, is 12.2 million. And the episode right before this is the Christmas episode, it was mm. the night before Miximus, at 11.1 million. So, Nathan, sir. <laughs> Do you have a guess for what this episode's going to be at? Uh,
0: It's funny. I actually really enjoyed the last two episodes previously. So do I. Um, And the fact that you said before you even started talking about those numbers, it started to decline. um, And and so we had like a million difference between episodes 10 and 11.
1: Yes. And then I will say, like, let me just give you air dates. You know, the Christmas one was December 15th. This is January 5th.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, January fifth, pretty close to like I feel like a lot of shows don't even start up right now till like end of January, maybe even February again if they do the kind of like traditional order over here at least. But let that inform. I'm
0: (laughs) I'm gonna say eight million.
1: I mean, you're you're very close eight point nine million, which is as of this moment a series low for the entire you know, three and a half seasons of the show at this point. Um, there's a little, like, up and down from here on, but, like, this is a new problem for them, you know? <laughs> so so with that ominous tone, let's <laughs> jump into the episode with some strip poker at the Brownstone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only thing I've got to say about this part of the... If you're in the middle of a game of poker, especially what they're playing for obviously we all know what the rewards are if you win Mm -hmm. even if there's a burglary i do not think i'd be leaving
1: how dire is that (laughs) bank robbery i couldn't agree with you Uh, also it's just like in the last hand before he hears you know the bank alarm and has to go like he's won all her clothes which is just (laughs) like i i don't think we're playing strip poker anymore you know what i mean you know (laughs)
0: But I do love Lois's, um, she's now named his uh, ability. So rather than x-ray vision, she's called it Buzz Buzz. Like <laughs> Yes, the buzz, buzz Buzz. I think that's a little cute.
1: <laughs> Very cute. It does make me wonder, like, does she hear a noise when he does it? I, like, I always thought the noise is <laughs> just for us. And it, it definitely is just for us. But i was just like, mm, that's, yeah. that's odd. Um, <laughs> I do have a thing here where I'm just like, not that everybody has to be a stereotype of themselves, but I'm like, should Wouldn't you think that Lois is a better poker player? Like she was the one that was like going to Perry's standing yep. game in season one. You know,
0: that's very true. Uh, but also, did they even deal that last hand? They just basically just dealt it, and they just had that, they had he had the the full <laughs> house or whatever straight up. There was no putting cards back or anything like that. So it seemed like, no. you know, that, that seemed like there was a step miss there
1: yeah that feels like poker made by people that don't play poker you're right <laughs> but regardless we get a bank alarm and and i think it's really yeah. cute honestly you know there's a the whole thing is like red kryptonite's back everybody it's another red kryptonite episode and it's gonna mean craziness for him but like he's coming to the they've got the establishing shot at the bank and he like shoots right through the pavement and for this this dumb little show i thought it looked pretty cool honestly
0: I was almost tempted to slow it down just to see because you see, obviously the, pardon the pun, the red blue blur, so to speak, yes. down into the painting, <laughs> uh, and I was almost tempted to slow it down. But I thought, no, I don't want to ruin it. But I, you're right, though, like the fact that the early night or mid late nineties, I should say, and you know, I thought the effects are pretty good.
1: Yeah, you know the little explosion of. of- you know, dust and debris or whatever that, that goes everywhere. Um, and we got like a villain in like classic trench coat. Can't see yep. what they're wearing type of thing though. We'll, we'll find out very shortly that it's, <laughs> it's Jerry White Perry's yep. son, which the name fucking kills me. Um, <laughs> I noticed in this episode, it happens a lot in this episode, but Dean's really, fuck Dean Cain, but Dean is really good at what, just happened acting like he does it in, 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 like in like three scenes in this episode and it just like it was the first time it occurred to me of like yeah like that's kind of his go-to like what's going on face, you know like
0: yeah i don't know i don't know whether it was, it was drawing towards the end of the series and and don't get me wrong his acting got better over the seasons and 100 percent. and definitely their chemistry is um you know one of the things that draws you to the show is dean and terry's uh chemistry and uh, and even in this episode, I thought there was a lot of love for the characters in this one, especially of what happened to to Clark. You know, with, with the Red K. But but thing one thing about the Red Krypton, I was going to ask you is it why is it yes. every time there's an episode with Red K, why is it always different? Like, why can't we he loses powers, and uh, this one he, his powers have now gone over seven hundred percent, so to speak. And
1: yeah, and correct it, me if I'm wrong because i'm not great on like silver age superman knowledge but i think historically red kryptonite was was always unpredictable
0: mm, true
1: is that right Did, am i making that up is that a different uh, kryptonite
0: no you could be right it's just yeah you know, like in smallville's obviously he's portrayed differently because he just loses his you know he just turns into the evil superman so to speak i always think about um, yeah
1: i've always liked that version of it myself too where it just like it takes away his inhibitions and makes him kind yeah. of a dick you know
0: yeah and it happens here but then at the end of the episode uh which we'll, we'll get to obviously but uh but he, lo- he almost loses his powers a little bit whereas at the start of the episode his powers grow by like 600 percent. it's just like they just changed it also throughout the episode i just wish they have picked one or the other
1: yeah so i i, I looked it up here too uh This is on DC Fandom Wiki, but it like historically, (laughs) historically, traditionally, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) Um, fake historically, red kryptonite was something that always affected Kryptonians in strange and unpredictable ways. So in fairness to the show, they're doing it right where it's just like always a crapshoot of like, what's it going to do to them this week? Or maybe it's like each particular rock or whatever. But I, I, too, I always think of, of the way they portrayed it on Smallville and the way they first portrayed it on this show, where it's just like, it yeah. makes him an asshole. It makes him, like, yeah. hard to deal with, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Okay. Takes, the, takes the Clark Kent out of Superman, if you will. Yeah. Um But anyway, yeah. Plot goes on. He goes home. I, I like him just, like, the visual of him standing in the apartment as Superman, but being but being Clark. You know, like, acting like Clark. As Superman is always something that I, I respond to, just the kind of mundaneness of that, you know. But yeah, he basically just tells Lois like I I don't know, like I, I was flying along fine, and then like I fell through the pavement, basically, you know, like I couldn't even stop myself. So, uh oh, you know.
0: Well, I just like the fact that no one notices that there's a you know Superman's flying in and out of the you know the brownstone like
1: just
0: I know. guys. <laughs> But the thing I did like about this episode, and I could be wrong, but it almost looked like they actually shot different flying scenes for him to do as he was about to land. It Actually, oh maybe, yeah, it looked like it. But I could be wrong as well. Like you know, they obviously copy and paste a lot of different of those um, those scenes. But this one just seemed like they did it particularly for this episode. So that, that's new.
1: Very possible. I know that they did the thing where it's just like. One day at the start of every season, like, we're doing green screen wires day, and just got him, you know, flying and reacting in different ways to different things and whatnot. But I'm sure there were times, and and certainly, especially if she's flying with him, like, they do shoot, you know, specialty stuff from time to time on episodes. So, very possible. Um, Meanwhile, let's check in with the villains of this episode. We meet, (laughs) what I mean, the gadgets, right? The gadget family, essentially um we've got uh what what is what is his name in this just mr gadget i guess oh, uh, and his son uh carter could which hereto referred to as um john spencer and biff um <laughs> but we've got john spencer from the west wing as like a mr rogers bill nye the science guy gone wrong um, and we've got Tom Wilson from fucking Back to the Future as his like kind of like feckless son here. Like it's such a weird mixture of actors. Well,
0: well Mr. Gadget to me, like I, I know him mainly from the movie The Rock. Like to me, that's the one movie I can remember him from. You know,
1: the oh my movie, you know, God, I forgot he was in that.
0: Yeah, and you know, when Sean Connery throws him off the balcony and ties his hands together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's where I famously know him from. Um, and obviously, you know, we know... Uh, biff from back to the future and, and i think they went through a stage where he wasn't getting that many acting parts and we did see yeah. him on the odd tv show here and there until um correct me if i'm wrong he was on um legends of tomorrow i'm pretty sure wasn't he he
1: yeah. was yeah he was nick yeah. zano's character's uh father the the head of the time bureau yes
0: yeah so um you know so i was grateful that he got some, op- some other acting jobs um in the late 90s and stuff like that but yeah i did, he, Picturing those two together though, I tried to work out whether Mr. Gadget actually was part of DC and I found little bits and pieces here and there. I thought he was oh. on Earth, I think he is on Earth 2. Um, and really?
1: Like
0: that. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was just off Wikipedia though, so how you can never trust that as much as you can try it, I suppose. But but, but yeah. I'll,
1: I'll trust it enough to be like, maybe somebody read a book for this. They know how kryptonite's like, quote unquote, red kryptonite's supposed to work and yeah. they pulled a Mr. Gadget in. Bizarre. Yeah. Okay. But, Good for them, man.
0: I like the effects though when they use the ma- the machine on the wall. The you, know, the you know, and just blew a hole in the <laughs> side of the apartment. But I did, I did feel sorry for the son at the start. So he's come in. He's obviously, you know, he's looking after his dad. Um, and his dad makes fun of his apartment that you know his prison cell would look better than this. But then, you know, but then basically just saying that you know mum was wrong about you. You're not the the bad guy that you, th- you know. The, but this whole episode is all about father and sons. So I do like yeah it I continue that on.
1: And and they're trying something here. They're trying to give these actors like something to do, like they mm. they do with all the villains, where like Mr. Gadget is again like the famous uh, you know child host turn giant villain who's who's you know re- really trying to teach his son how to be a man and, and all that toxic bullshit um and then Biff is like the, um I think Mr. Gadget's line at one point is like no wonder you grew up bored scared and emasculated where it's just like <laughs> I guess Biff is just like very much that character of like trying to get daddy's approval you know and that's what they're doing here but it just I I like both these actors I agree with you. I think Tom Wilson is is usually the greatest in, in anything that he's in. You know, like Freaks and Geeks, he's the gym teacher in that, like a late 90s role for him. He's a, awesome. He's super fun in Legends of Tomorrow. Obviously, he's one of the greatest movie villains of all time, three times over, as, as Biff and Griff and uh, what Mad Dog. <laughs> I can't believe I pulled that out of um, But then, it, you know, like they just kind of – I feel it feels very underwritten for them in this episode, for me, where it's just like they're not memorable villains; they're memorable guest stars who didn't have too much to do, in my opinion. Is that fair? I don't know. Am I being no, too I, harsh on the gadgets?
0: I don't think so. I think, um yeah, they brought in these these guest actors, and they didn't know probably what to do with them. And bringing them two together, it, it almost would have been better doing it the other way. Maybe making Biff as Jerry and making the actor yeah. play Jerry. Because, you know, rather than having two actors that we all, you know, most people who've watched the show now will look at them and go, I know who that is. Whereas, you know, Jerry for this episode, who now is pretty much more of a writer-producer, um, who's gone on afterwards, um, which is funny because I didn't realize he wrote like the latest Ninja Turtle movies, which I thought was pretty crazy. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah,
1: let's get into that in a second. But yeah, I, I want to talk about that as well. <laughs> Um, But yeah, no, I like, I like your idea of kind of switching it up to and and letting, you know, that would have let Tom Wilson play into the villain of it all too, or like Mm. the is he or isn't he? Like we've all seen him as, as a dick, but maybe he's the good, whatever. Um, Before we get to Jerry, meanwhile, at the Daily Planet, Clark, typical guy, not going to the fucking doctor (laughs) when he's got a problem. And Lois is like, "Did you see Dr. Klein?" He's like, no, we don't, we don't really see Dr. Klein." And Lois is like, "I think you should see Dr. Klein about this," you know. Um, but then we get a visit from Perry's son, straight from prison, and and you know, here we go. Basically, like Perry kind of reestablishes that. Um, He never used to spend much time with his sons because of the Daily Planet, which they also touched on briefly in the last episode, in the Christmas episode. So some weird Mm -hmm. continuity there. Um, But then Jerry arrives and he's played by uh, Andre Nemec, Nemec, um, Mm -hmm. who you're right, has gone on to be executive producer and writer basically kind of exclusively for the rest of his career. Has done a million things, worked a lot uh, on Alias, which weirdly Mm -hmm. enough, the mayor from this episode uh, is in um yeah. and is currently or well i guess most recently was showrunner for the cowboy bebop series which i think is already dead so whoops but i mean yeah. like he's working quite a bit what were the credits you um said again i forget oh um, ninja turtles right
0: yeah so the, the two latest ones the two live action ninja turtle movies that um which is the, i was hoping going to be the next best thing because i'm a ninja turtles fan <laughs> but unfortunately again like now they're going to go down on a different. I think, I think even uh, Seth Brogan is actually going to be in touch with that, but that, that's another podcast. Right, else. right, 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 right. Yeah.
1: yeah, I also see that he's a producer on uh, at least Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which, uh, uh, frankly, fuck Tom Cruise, but um, yeah. great movies too. So like, this guy's got a crazy <laughs> career after this, which is good because yeah. he's not the greatest actor in the world. Um, no. But here's here is Jerry, like very schmoozy, overly... Flirty, complimentary towards Lois about her new hair and that type of thing. Lois invites him for dinner. He's in town for seminars. He's a dick to Jimmy. Like, this is yep. this is the new vibe for the episode, you
0: know? Part of me, actually, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I kind of feel sorry for him in a way, just for the fact that growing up, obviously, with his dad full-time working at the planet, um, so he doesn't get much chance to see his dad. And he finally comes back and he sees the one person that obviously Perry continually talks about, which is Jimmy. And then I mean, yeah. he looks on Jimmy's desk, he sees a photo of Jimmy and Perry fishing. And, you know, he like to... So I can understand where his yeah. anger towards Jimmy comes from in that respect, but, you know, it doesn't mean that uh, he was bouncing checks for a month and now he's doing what he's doing now. That, that doesn't that doesn't give him the right to do that. But I understand his anger towards his, his father in some respects.
1: I, I totally get that too. I hadn't really thought about that. But there is a <laughs> thing where, like, kind of Jimmy got to know perry when perry was ready to be a dad and had 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 fucked it up twice presumably like we never see this other kid but he's always (laughs) talked about his son so whatever um let's talk about jerry's escalation into crime by the way like you said he was he was he went to jail because he was cashing bad checks i think they do say for a month like it's a short period of time but then yeah. he goes from that to, like, I'm going to help thugs get away from Superman and, like, kind of poison Superman with this rock to mm. I'm going to help Mr. Gadget, like, basically kill Superman. Like, it's it's a lot going on and hold the city hostage, too. Like, there's some crazy escalation here.
0: Well, I found it interesting that, because um, when we actually learn how we come across the red kryptonite, it's from the Nutri- uh Neutrals
1: uh, always have to fucking come yeah. up in these episodes, yeah.
0: Exactly, but he goes, um, so how did you get your hands on it? You know, like, um, why would he entrust it to you? And I was like, Oh, I'm trying to make money on the outside. He's, he's in the slammer for 15 years, and it's right. just like, what? So you're gonna wait till he gets out and goes, oh, by the way, here's the money I owe you. Like,
1: right, you're you're now an honest crook too. Yeah. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about?
0: But well, I feel sorry for the, like, the crook, they're in the bar at the start and then Mr. Gadget comes over and he goes, oh, I used to watch you as a kid. And he goes, oh, great, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, take a hike. And he just said <laughs> that, that, that they had to leave and Mr. Gadget wants a demonstration of the um, the Red K and he's happy to give it, I suppose. And uh, And then we see another demonstration of what the Red K can do to Superman
1: yes this is where um we've got like bank robbers in a beautiful old blue mustang by the way like Mm. i think they just like run out of a pawn shop or something like it's kind of low (laughs) stakes like he's still like playing around with how good it's gonna be um but poor superman arrives and he opens the red kryptonite case and superman speeds after him and runs through a like legit red cross sign and ends up uh, you know on on a different backlot set basically with like did you catch this he comes to like a screeching halt superman and he's got like the trail of fire behind his feet and because yeah. biff is here all he could yeah. think of was back <laughs> to the future
0: No, i was thinking exactly the same thing do, do they do that for a reason Did they uh yeah i thought that was uh, really well done know. actually
1: i thought it was interesting too to see like i don't think product placements the right word for this but like to see a real red cross sign in there too which hmm. is like of course, maybe as a Superman show, you reach out to them or something, but it's just like, oh, you'd think it'd be like, you know, Metropolis gives hugs or something, you know, like that type <laughs> of a, a fakey type thing. Um, no,
0: yeah, I'm not sure. It almost looks like he ends up in suburbia where at the end of season three, I think it was, you know, where they're looking at that house where the satellite dish was.
1: Sir, that is the exact uh, same street. Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, uh, but after that, he goes, he finally goes to Dr. Klein. The physical exam but like his powers are in overdrive and Dr. Klein basically is like you know just go home take it easy soak in the tub like you you can't play golf I I like (laughs) Dr. Klein often like refusing to treat him like Superman you
0: know yeah I love I think it's Kenneth Kimmons I I love him as an actor like I love Dr. Klein me too like I know he's not the um yeah, you know, Doctor Hamilton. That we yeah, you know, you're supposed to see. Like it's just they just made this up for this show. But I love, I reckon he's he brings so much to this show. And without him, and just these little yeah. You know, at the end, when he's talking to the mayor, and you just see him back chatting there sort of thing, going no, you know, all that sort of thing. I just love him, and like, I can't. I can't remember if we've seen the episode yet. I know there's a character when he has like his. Uh, this girl comes into the star labs this young girl later on, and, yeah yeah and i just love that episode i can't remember which one it was but i just thought it was so funny and uh, yeah
1: he was like seeing and, somebody and he had to work late yeah. for superman so yeah. superman <laughs> flew her in or something
0: and, and then another episode we see him on his oh later on we'll see him on his harley as well yes his, his motorbike as well and i'm just going i love this guy why, why is I, he in the comic books and oh, yeah,
1: so, i think yeah. as he's telling superman like you can't have kids now get out of the way i've got to get on my hog yeah you know, like, <laughs> No, I love him. oh it's so fun just, uh, real quick just because because i got you on the line here you you yeah. mentioned dr hamilton and and that is that is basically dr klein in the comics that's who this character comes from yeah. um watching back uh for your show as you have over the years for um yeah. superman the animated series does it bother you that eventually sorry this is a dc animated <laughs> minute everybody but does it bother you that eventually that they uh in Justice League Unlimited, that they write, oh my god, who's I was about to say Doctor Klein, Doctor Hamilton uh, to be a bad guy.
0: It, it's funny because they changed the voice actor as well, uh, which makes it probably a little, little oh, bit. easier Shame on to, me,
1: I never to, caught that. Yeah,
0: it, it actually. Um, but the the best thing I love about any series is continuity. So I love the fact that the, the last, yeah, you know, Legacy parts one and two, they actually, you know, they show the reason why Doctor Hamilton has his dis- dislike for for Superman. Obviously, what Darkseid did to him. Um, but one thing that gets me is you can't see past that. That's the only thing that hurt me a little bit when I watched Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the fact that he lost... They, they had so much, you know, this sort of thing over those three seasons and everything he helped Superman with, uh, you know, with his spaceship as well. I know how much you love the uh, spaceship in Lois and I Clark. Love, I um,
1: love a spaceship. I like the spaceship uh, in the Iron Man series too. Very different, uh, but it's cool.
0: Um, you know, and the fact that he can jump back in it and start flying it, which I think... Yeah, the, is the fact <laughs> that it's now a car for him <laughs> yeah. is really nice. Yeah. But yeah, but to to answer your question, yeah, it did. I did find it strange, especially when he came back later on in the Cadmus arc, and he, um, you know, especially with the clone of uh, Supergirl, which is Power Girl, and you know, and all that sort of thing as well. So it was just intriguing why they decided to go down that path. But yeah, I I didn't like. I I do. I would like to see Superman and Doctor Hamilton together. If that answers your question.
1: Yeah, as 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 we see here. Yeah, I get you. Um, thank you. Sorry, everybody that doesn't know what we're just talking about. But back. (laughs) To the 90s daily planet um you know clark hears from dr klein the results are inconclusive blah 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 um i love lois being like well should you get a second opinion like from yeah. fucking who you know <laughs> <laughs> um but this is something i've misremembered from the series. i don't watch this episode very much and this is something i've misremembered for always where i thought it was kind of in bed that he hurt her mm. accidentally once but it's here where he goes and like hugs her and squeezes her arm and you see her react to it. And like they add the kind of almost like a crunching bone sound effect, but like he hurts her and she covers it and, uh, and it comes out later in the bedroom, which is probably why I'm misremembering. But like, I love this show for doing this. Like it's such an interesting um, thing to do with, with somebody this powerful with, with Superman that like, you know, <laughs> world of cardboard, right? Damn yeah, I mean, it, it's serious. Um, but uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting to to take a look at how quickly his powers can go badly. And obviously the show is going to do it mostly with its tongue in its cheek. And there's a great line coming up of what a hiccup <laughs> can do to him. But yeah. I, I, I I, still think this is really cool. I, I, I don't know. Am I giving it too much credit again?
0: No, I, I think you're 100% cor- uh, correct there, Matt. Um, oh, I too forgot... Um, when I watch this again, um, where she got the bruise from, I thought mm-hmm. it was in the bedroom as well. Or it was later on we didn't see it. But when you actually watch it closely, you can actually see the expression on her face. And you can see her trying to hide it, and even when she sits down and and we go to the next scene, you can still see her holding her arm. Yeah, and you know, and that's why a lot like, like sometimes, you know, when you watch something the second time around, you pick up a lot more different stuff, um, which I think was really great and. I think an earlier part, when you know, I don't know if this is the same scene or earlier when Clark was trying to drink the coffee. Um, yes, this is later that scene. Yeah. yeah,
1: he tries to heat up his coffee, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then... How did anyone not notice that?
1: I like, know. That, <laughs> that he's like, melting a coffee cup and <laughs> spilling coffee all over his desk. I have no idea. Um,
0: and and then later on that night, that's when the... the <laughs> Perry, Perry and Jerry, I can't get over that. Um, I even tried to track down... Uh, I was looking for information about, is Jerry right Jerry, Jerry White, I can't even say it. I
1: do uh,
0: Does he exist in the DC universe? And I've, uh. I've, I've heard that it's Perry White Jr. His middle name's Jerry. I've also heard that Jerry White's actually Lex Luthor's son somewhere. Um, oh I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, there's just sure. so many different, but again, and I, I can't remember when uh, Perry talks about his sons throughout this series where he does he, he doesn't actually name them does he is
1: this no it's always, it's always the boys or whatever yeah yeah, yeah this yeah, is the so, first and only time we'll ever get any sort of characterization <laughs> from them you're right
0: the fact that he named his son Jerry Perry it's like what's his other son's name
1: Larry yeah he started off as a terrible father with this <laughs> you know like this is, this is no going up for that um uh yeah we've get some more Jerry here he calls Clark. The like, uh, something of modern reporting, and I'm like, not Mm. fucking Lois, you know, like, very, very odd to me. I think Clark gets way too much credit for his reporting in this entire series, really. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and and again, just like Jimmy knows, this is weird or whatever, but like, they're coming over for dinner tonight, and that's that's what's up, basically. Um, uh, oh, this is too where where I think Jerry is handing out. Uh, Cuban cigars, and then Biff has one, too. So, like, you know, they're, everybody's in league at this point, you know? <laughs> um, and we see... This is funny. So, like, Mr. Gadget's... I, I, I keep wanting to say Inspector Gadget so yeah. badly. I, it's, <laughs> it's taken so much work every time I do it. Um, Mr. Gadget's whole plan is, like, he's going to hold the city at ransom. He's going to maybe level City Hall or something. And he's going to hide his, like, evil speaker terrible prop thing in a, um, in a vegetable cart and they've got the vegetable cart in the middle of their apartment here. And like, it's already decked out with vegetables. And I'm like, that's a lot of effort to give your son the full effect of the evil plan here. It's just like, it was so silly to me. It's like, why, why are the tomatoes on it already? You know? I just love the visual
0: effects at the end when Superman destroys the cart. Like it, when you actually look at it, you can actually see like almost the hinges of where, it- <laughs> yes.
1: where it's going to blow eventually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but meanwhile at the brownstone, you know, like this is where we first get the theory of the Nutridges are coming up where like he's talking about, well, remember, you know, the neutridge sisters gave you, my powers and gene neutridge made me a dick so maybe it's red k and like for once like they figured it out like way ahead of the the plot itself you know good for them and lois is like super like manic and in, in, in like gets anxiety and like well we've got to make every contact or lists of every contact that gene neutridge came in to contact with and blah blah blah, blah. Uh, and this is like a nice little um husband and wife moment i thought between them where like clark's trying to calm her down and it's just like you're doing the manic thing well, that's how we deal with anxiety. I know, but it's making mine worse. And it's like so that like only one of us can freak the fuck out at a time here. Like I need you, yeah. Lois, to be solid right now because I'm freaking out. And it's it, – I don't know. It felt very felt very true to, to the partnership for me, which which I love.
0: And this is – you know, we spoke about before the fact that nobody in the Daily Planet saw the fact that Clark was destroying his coffee cup. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact when he's trying to cook the – um, the meat with his heat vision. He's trying to heat it up, and then you know, Lois goes, "All right, done. All right, all right, stop. overdone. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then turn the tap on, and then. But, but as they're leaving, as i have realised, obviously, okay, this is obviously ordering pizza. You just see it as they both walk out of the kitchen door, the the door comes flying off. But in the background, you can see everything that's happened, and Shit, what, you don't have any questions still about on that.
1: Fire, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that that is like, yeah, that's the scene. Like Perry and Jerry come over. They, uh, Lois is, like, all uh, also, like, really upset because she hasn't prepared anything. Um, I love, as this is happening, what you're saying in the kitchen, where, like, his heat vision's out of control. Like, Perry and Jerry are sitting on the couch, eating, like, a giant stalk of celery, because that's apparently all that Lois has been able to <laughs> serve. They, you know, Lois and Clark have been able to serve them. It's so damn funny. And you're right. Like, that moment when you see behind them and the kitchen's still on fire, it's just like, only this show can get away with something that big, you know? Yeah.
0: And other than season one, when I, I remember at the end, uh, when Perry goes to Clark's apartment, this is the only time that Perry ever comes to visit. I'm pretty sure. I, I could be completely oh, wrong.
1: That's a good I, question, but it might be the only, that, that he's come to the Brownstone. You're probably right. Ooh. Did he ever come to Lois's apartment?
0: No, I know Jimmy did, I think. but
1: Jimmy did Perry, a bunch of times. And usually yeah. like to drop off files to keep the plot going. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but Perry definitely. I know he came to Clark's at the end of season one. Yeah, obviously trying to find out everything going on behind the scenes and all that sort of House stuff. House of
1: Luther but or whatever that is. Yeah,
0: yeah. But other than that, I can't remember Perry ever coming to visit. So I, I like the fact that you know th- this happens, but you know the fact that he brought his son—that you know th- th- that's the only reason why they've come over um, to obviously order out for pizza, which apparently Lois orders a mean pizza.
1: Very cute line there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, this is this is the bedroom scene though which uh, by the way first time seeing their bedroom their new bedroom i think uh will not be the last but first time um and this is where we get the payoff of of he hurt her and he finds out um and, and realizes it and is just like like i'm i'm a loaded gun i can't even stay here and he breaks the door going out of the room like there's there's so much tension here where like you know, Lois is is really trying to comfort him of like, of course you like I know you didn't mean to do it, but he's still, you know, obviously uh, uh, it's not dissimilar to like right now, where many people might like have a spouse who may have been exposed to COVID and like, well, mm-hmm. I I don't want to not be with you, but I guess I should quarantine for a couple of days or whatever. You know, like it's the it's very yeah. kinda like in, in modern parlance, that's what's going on. But I just I love the tension between the two of them. In in like at its core core I love that, like, you know, his powers are crazy. He hurts her. She knows he would never, ever Attention. do this, obviously. Yeah. And she also knows that if she says something, it will destroy him, which it mm. does. So she she covers it as much as he can. Just like, th- this is the shit where it's like the weirdest show in the world, but they fucking nail this stuff. Oh, exactly.
0: And spoiler alert, moving on into the later part of season four, when they're trying to have kids and they... I think there's a scene very similar where she finds out that I don't think they can have kids, and just the emotional scene you see, you know Terry just break down and cry in his arms, and yep. it still makes me emotional today watching that scene, and, and just their chemistry together, and just to show those parts with, with their relationship, they absolutely kicked it into the kicked into touch, so to speak. And so that's an, it's an Australian terminology in sport. Oh, I like you know, it. not enough. No. Um, <laughs> if nothing uh, else,
1: <laughs> I love hearing new terms while podcasting. <laughs> You're good.
0: Um, and uh, and they did they you know they did the same here in this episode with the fact that and even Lois then when she went out she rolled over she still tried to cover it up and you know st- and say so Clark couldn't see it but Clark and straight away he remembered that was me earlier today and yeah you know it was just great to see it. I love the fact that like you said that you can say what you want about season four but there were they there are little snippets in there that you just absolutely adore and you love the writing for those parts
1: totally hundred percent I also love the ne- they kind of carried on the next morning he's. He's doing either some bad typing or weird staging, but like the the computer's like up too high and when he's typing. But he's working on the nutrient list. He slept downstairs, blah blah blah. He doesn't even want to like touch her or kiss her goodbye here, which I really like. Uh, And and like he super types and breaks the computer. He he hears, you know, that he has to go off in Superman, but he doesn't want to do the Taz change, so presumably he (laughs) like, you know, slow changes or whatever. Um and for good reason, because he gets the the jewelry store or whatever it is, and he's not doing well. He runs right into the Metropolis mattress truck, <laughs> which I think is very cute.
0: I like how he just says, "Sorry, sorry about that, guys." It's like, yeah. is, isn't that when we go straight to the, the the press conference with the mayor?
1: Yes, with the mayor, yeah. who's given me some like real Patty Lepone vibes. This mm-hmm. was an interesting actress, um, Nancy DuSalt, who who has done other things but hasn't really worked. Too much in in like our type of genre stuff, um, but I liked her in this. I would have liked to have seen her come back every once in a while, but she she's really just in this episode.
0: It's always a different mayor, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was Sunny Mayor, there was Black Lady Mayor, and now there's not quite Patty LaPone Mayor. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at. We do get a nice shot of the new Metropolis logo for this season, yep. um, which a little bit of Latin for you. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to say this Latin phrase, but it translates to he who transplanted, he who transplanted still sustains, which I'm like, I guess that's kind of like Superman, you know, like, it, it, yeah. you know, the the ultimate transplant, the ultimate immigrant, right? I kind of liked that. I never really caught that before.
0: No, I'll, I'll uh, to actually go back and have a look at that.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, <laughs> but the mayor assures us the, like the problems downtown aren't going to be an issue. Um, And then Superman shows up and kind of like steamrolls the press conference and is like, don't worry, I've got a health problem, blah, 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 everything will be fine. And she's like, shut shut up, you know, like don't (laughs) don't fucking tell them anything. And bit Man of Steel bars style, like kind of forbids him to do shit in Metropolis for a while, Hmm. which I like the worst thing you could tell Superman, right?
0: No, exactly. And I think the next time we see Clark is um, when... Oh, actually, there's, there's obviously something happened before that, but the, the next thing we see Clark is when he's hiccuped in his apartment. But before that, we see, uh, you know, Jimmy's done some digging and we find out about Jerry and uh, Lois is going, you know, we don't want to bring this out. But then she does her, you know, normal journalistic um, jo- uh, brilliance as she is. You go, well, I'm going to follow this up. And then she obviously discovers what we see.
1: Yes, but she only does that because Jimmy kind of like, suddenly Jimmy's the best reporter at the Daily Planet where he's like, (laughs) "Um, he said he worked for this company Ampro and that closed months ago. And like, where the fuck's he getting this money? And Lois is like, oh, Jimmy, we can't just assume things about people. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Lois? You know, like, why why aren't you all over this? And then, thank God, like the next scene, my note is, why isn't she all over this? And my note is like, oh, good, she's all over this. You know? (laughs) And you're absolutely right. She talks to the bar and she sees um jerry with with mr gadget and beth there
0: no exactly and same with the rolex watch um you know yes uh, jimmy, jimmy picks up that, that up as oh well. right, right right
1: that's another clue you're right
0: yeah i can't remember oh if it's this show or it's basically someone saying if, if it was someone telling you this you'd be there in a heartbeat because it's me telling you i have to basically come up with everything the reason why this is wrong like you, that you need to follow me while you, you know, if it was Clark telling you this, you'd, you'd listen to a heartbeat, but because it's me, it's not. I just don't remember if this is. Uh, the,
1: I don't think that was in this episode. I don't remember that recently.
0: No, I don't even know if it's Lois and Clark. It's just, it's oh, a he's
1: never mind. Okay, no, sorry. Like
0: I say, it's either a movie I've watched before, but I just remember very similar to the fact that someone's, yeah, you know, if there's someone else telling you all this sort of stuff, you go in a heartbeat and go, "Yep, I'm a, I'm onto it. I believe you." But because it's me, you need me to justify everything before you'll actually under you know go go through with it. So I, I just can't remember if it was a Lois and Clark episode or even a Superman. I just remember it in a movie, and it just reminded me of this scene. Sorry, sorry for going on a, a tangent. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, real quick before we leave this bar scene, like not not too much to talk about here, but like this is where the threat to Jerry really escalates where like we find out, you know, Gadget's gonna hold the city for a billion dollars ransom or he'll level it. Um, Jerry wants out, but Gadget's like, um, and I'll destroy the daily planet and kill your dad. So why don't you fucking work with me? And like, you know, Jerry has a quick little scene with Perry where he, he kinda tries to ask forgiveness or whatever or not really. Like he just kinda goes and visits him and, and sees him. And Perry is very sweet with just the like the only gift I need, son, is you. It's just like, oh, man, you're killing me, dude. You know? <laughs> and then he gives him a check. Gives him some money. So, like, you know, Perry's, Perry's laying on thick. Can we talk about props for just a second here? Yeah. Yep, in this scene, and in an earlier scene, um, in the scene, Perry's looking at a layout for the front page, as he often does. In an earlier scene, we see Mr. Gadget with a Daily Planet newspaper. Both of those are the season three older uh just black and white letterhead for the show and then at the end of this episode when we see the close-up it is the new letterhead that they established just in the episode before this so i'm just pointing out that there's some letterhead inconsistency on this show nobody else gives <laughs> a shit but i care so i had to mention it and it's my show so there you go uh <laughs> meanwhile fish tank no more man back at oh, the yeah. stone.
0: I was going to mention that. So this is the last time we see the fish tank ever. I can't remember. I assume,
1: it. right? Like, yeah, this must be the end because canonically it's done. Place is trashed. Really good way, by the way, for them to get rid of that fucking fish yeah. tank. I, I do
0: think. like that. I do like You can see the little jars with the fish in it though. You can,
1: you can Very cute. <laughs> he tried to, he saved them, you know. <laughs> but the place is trashed and it's yeah. it's truly kind of the cutest moment this Clark ever gets where he's sitting there just so sad and bummed and Lois is like what happened I hiccuped and it's such such this awesome fantastic little reading and performance here that it's it's just it's the sweetest thing you just want to hug him you know like he swallowed a teaspoon of sugar like mom told him to do it's it's all just really cute he sits up he touches her just like oh so gingerly he gets excited and breaks a chair again for a while it's just like I love it. I thought this whole scene between the two of them is is silly and very sweet,
0: and and it was. And uh, I I even love the part, the next part when um he sits in the chair and she goes, oh, I got I got some good news." And you can just see the the look on his face, um, and you can hear the chair creaking as well. Uh, yep. I, I thought, okay, like a, um, I know that I know he's done some damage, but I don't know whether he's going to obviously destroy the chair by sitting on it, but. Obviously, it's a fake chair, but we'll go from there. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's decided that, like, Lois is going to kind of take on the investigation by herself for a while. And, like, even at the end of the scene, he goes to hug her he thinks better of it, and
0: yeah. then she
1: takes his hands. And I'm like, this is fucking perfect, perfect stuff for them for me.
0: And it is. And, like I said, that there's so many great moments between, you know, Terry and Dean throughout this whole series. But even, like, season four, even since they got married um, – you know, you can just see those great moments together. You can see they play on play that on each other as well. But and as you've always mentioned as well, just now that now that uh, you know Lois knows the secret, she loves playing into it as well, and I love seeing those two interact together in that regard.
1: Um, absolutely. Um, uh, meanwhile, we're back at uh, where are we? Yeah, here we go. Uh, meanwhile, like Clark has kind of like reached his limit, right? So Superman goes to star labs and tries to meditate and stuff uh and super hovering seemingly yeah. to be restful but i'm also like isn't this fucking dangerous too but you know like, but i just like dr klein like trying to talk him through of like picture a beach picture campfires blah 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 like stay focused and then he sneezes and, and into the whole place which is <laughs> very cute it's tough to be superman's gp you know like mm-hmm. it's a lot it's a lot to take on it
0: is, and he feels the pressure too. It's um, even at this part, and we see, I think Lois arrives, and we see um, Superman come back in. The whole place is destroyed, uh, which is funny. He goes, "I feel calm. I feel relaxed." And he goes, "Well, that's great, but I don't want to get you too excited." However,
1: however, <laughs> shit's going down now. You know, like, and I like, I, I like that, Matt, Mr. Gadget, like totally uh, villain plot wise, like has a TV takeover where he, yep. he levels a, he levels a abandoned building and then is like going to do city hall next, unless I get a billion dollars. What you going to do about a motherfucker? You know, like that, that's such a um, kind of classic uh, villain comic thing for me. Like it's, it's fun to see it done here every once in a while, you know?
0: Well, and that's just it. And I've, I was listening um, to another podcast recently talk about the original, you know, the new, you know, the old George Ray's, you know Mm -hmm. serials and stuff like that the fact that every episode was basically just a new villain of the episode rather than like you know like a whole series of lex Luthor. this just seemed like this is the villain of the week story they thought oh let's just pick a new villain this week and go from there but would you think if you're trying to get a billion dollars out of the government or out of the would you actually show yourself on tv and so everyone can spot you um so now i can see who you are or do you think he's done it so he wants people to know who it was
1: I, I guess it's that, like, you're absolutely right, but it, it's, it, I guess I just go to, like, the Joker, but it's not like the Joker's going around in polite <laughs> society, generally, you know, like, you're right that this yeah. guy could get around with, like, a hat and no uh, Mr. Gadget merch, but I guess, I, you know, he, he was on TV, I think he just, I think he just misses the spotlight, man. Yeah, I think you're right, Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's that, you know? Um but yeah, we, we go back to Star Labs like you were saying. They're, they're cleaning up; it's it's trashed. And Lois comes in. It's like, where's Superman? He's in the soundproof room finding his center. You know, like, I love too that they don't know what's going on because they only just got electricity back. Because like whatever the fuck Superman did, knocked this place out for a bit. You know. Um, but this is where you were saying like the mayor comes in, and she and Dr. Klein have clearly been at odds before. Like yeah. they, they've got a fun little back and forth here. Um. But uh, Doctor Klein then admits that he's been forbidden to tell Lois that the mayor is making kryptonite bullets, which, like, that's a big step, Mrs. Mayor. Thanks so much for that.
0: Well, that's just it. Like, is it everything they're going to do? Like the start of season four, they had the you know the kryptonite, you know, that they fired it. You know, all the Kryptonians, the, right? The
1: kryptonite the, like missile or yeah, yeah exactly,
0: exactly. So Grenade. obviously that's it, it's their deterrent. Obviously, As soon as Superman goes out of control. We've got a you know we've got the safe. You know, it's been stolen out of Star Labs how many times? But there's still a, a million there. times, yes. <laughs> you know, with the lakes in season three. It's like, yes. where's all this kryptonite coming from? Like, is there like a preflor? Is there a, you know? I guess they keep ones, replenishing.
1: Aren't. I don't know where from. You're right. But no, it I seems if you need to get your hands on any color kryptonite in Metropolis, as long as it's the two we've established, yeah, you're pretty good. You just have to, like, look up the nutrigenes or knock over Star Labs. You should be fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, but here's where we get like, kind of a womp womp of a of a finale for me. Mm. Where like it should be big stakes. We're gonna level the city and whatnot, and you know Perry and Jimmy are there on the scene. Um, but it's just like it's kind of low energy for me. Where it's like Biff is walking around as a cop for like no apparent reason. Superman lands and sees the um, device in the apple cart. And Jerry goes to red kryptonite him, but Perry talks him down, but still, you know, there's the kryptonite bullet thing. And like, there should be kind of building tension here, but I, I, it doesn't really work for me. What, what was your take on it?
0: I remember, um, I was just going through my the old review that I did on it. And it, that's the that mm. last paragraph was saying that, the, that it's, it's like they rushed the ending. Um,
1: yeah. And, I, and I, yet it's still listless, you know, like it's, it's yeah. weird.
0: I would have loved, like I remember back in season three with Ultrawoman when he rocked up in the cab. I reckon yes. that would have been the same sort of thing here. Like we all know he's, he's still, you know, not 100%, he's 700%. So why does he, he still wants to fly into the scene. I, I still would have loved to see him rock up in the cab again because I don't want him to see him. It better be that anybody. same fucking
1: cabbie too with the same cigar going <laughs> and shit. Yeah.
0: But like I said to you, even the um the crate which had the device in it, you can just see him when he lifts it up. You can, you can see where they've obviously made all the yeah, you know, all the um... yeah,
1: it's like pre-scored basically. Yeah,
0: you know? and and then when yeah, you know, Jerry said But again, why is Perry and Jimmy there? Like they know this thing's about to be destroyed. Why are they there? Obviously for the story. It's just why are they there? And then...
1: this is what you have reporters for, Perry. You know, like yeah. Lois is there; she'll cover it. It's fine.
0: Exactly, and, and yeah. technically Clark's there too, but nobody knows. Uh... Oh, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I
1: didn't but, see him.
0: But uh, yeah, true. I'm still looking. Um, <laughs> But then they still fired the kryptonite bullet at, at Superman. Like it, it was literally, it wasn't needlessly. doing anything wrong.
1: Like, the day was saved, asshole. Yeah. But,
0: but talking about the um, the, fa- the fact that this last scene was rushed is when Mister Gadget tries to take off. We see, you know, Dean gets up, he grabs his cape, walks in front of the screen to look like he's flying away. But then the next thing we we, we cut to, like you said, that newspaper with the, the colorful heading of the the Daily uh, Daily Planet logo and. We didn't even see the capture. Like I would have liked to have seen that to make the totally. Ending, but, but again, they rushed it. I don't know why. If they just felt the. We needed to see more of the father-son dynamics of both Perry and Jerry and obviously Mr. Gadget and Biff. Yeah, I I,
1: I get wanting to see that, but I'd take the extra 15 seconds of him like stopping the car or whatever, but maybe there were production problems this day too. It's very clearly raining, which they probably are never counting on out here. You know, so like that's probably an issue. Um, But yeah, story-wise, you know, I get that they have to shoot, they have to shoot the kryptonite at him. It just grazes him, but it kind of like, sets him back at level and and gets yeah. rid of the red kryptonite craziness in him. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, just not so much. And then here at the Daily Planet, you're right, like cut to the headline and then, you know, Jerry is there um, being held by the cops, but I guess they let him like say goodbye to Perry or whatever. Yeah. There is, I, you know, background acting is, is a thankless job and you're there all day and whatnot. But this background cop that's holding Jerry I shit you not looks directly at the camera for like three seconds and then remembers like oh i should look i should look away i should be in this scene it, i i kind of never noticed that type of thing but like it was yeah. so egregiously like stop looking at me stop looking at me you know worth, worth a look yeah <laughs> worth a look everybody um but yeah this is where we get the the perry you know like perry is fucking bummed when carrie yeah. leaves and he's just like i really wanted to change but i guess i'm I guess I was blind to the obvious, and it's just like it's really sad. Lane Smith has a frog in his throat here. He really yeah. believed his kid, and um, believed his kid started to love him. You know, like yeah. Lane Smith is just wonderful in this scene. It's it's so sad that it's for kind of this a moment, and then he leaves, and Lowe's and Clark are like, "Yeah, should we go?" Fuck, you know, and like that's kind of how the episode ends, you know. <laughs> It's really weird that the two tones of it don't quite mesh here, you know.
0: Yeah, because there are so many good things in this episode that we talk about, you know, the the parts between, you know, Terry and Dean with those parts when, you know, we've already discussed and also Lane Smith and his emotions at the end of this episode. You just have the feels and it's hard to to watch this and go, we have saw these great parts out of this episode. Like, w- yeah, it would have been good to see him come from something else, but... Yeah, he definitely played that part really well, especially when he gave the watch back at the end. And mm-hmm. um, and it's almost like, well, yeah, there's not a, not often that he decides to leave work early either. Like he's leaving, and there's still work to be done. Perry doesn't leave early, so
1: yeah, you know, you know how serious this is that, that he's he's calling it quits for the day. Exactly. I, I will say last little bit, it, the tone doesn't match. But I no. like that she knows that he's x-raying her, and she's yep. into it. I'm like, you kinky little fuckers! <laughs> I love it. Um, and with that, we end another week in Metropolis. So you mentioned ratings, which I haven't been doing for a while because I'm just like, yeah, we're watching Lois and Clark. What's <laughs> but um, are, do you have your your review up from the Superman homepage? Yeah, there it, it's one out of five, right? Or at least it's for small. Ones. I, I actually gave
0: this a three out of five.
1: Or, or excuse me, it, it, that that's the scale you're on. But you gave it yeah. a three out of five back in the day when you wrote that yeah. review. What do you what are you feeling for it now? Are You sticking by that or?
0: It's funny because normally I would give this a lower score, but the reason why I still stick with a six out of ten or a three out of five is for those those beautiful moments that we just spoke about with Terry mm. and Dean and Lane Smith and the the father son dynamics, the the two different versions of obviously with the villains and the heroes sort of aspect and um it was good to say that that you know perry always spoke about his sons but we finally get to see one so i love the fact that finally you know again continuity which is what i love about right. the series um so yeah so i, I would rate it the six out of ten okay i, I, th- I
1: you're probably I, i'm just gonna go out of the superman homepage scale and, and do the fives for this episode yeah. in 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 honor of our guest. <laughs> um but yeah i i i think uh I think that's fair. Cause like villain wise and plot wise, there's nothing really here, but there's, there's great, there's undeniable Lois and Clark stuff for me. Yep. Um, let's get to that stuff. Can I ask you a few questions, sir? Certainly can. Uh, was this a good episode for Mr. Clark Kent? Did, did Clark, you know, in glasses have, have enough to do for you here?
0: Uh, I don't think it was a bad episode. I think it was in between. I think there was a lot of good moments. Uh, as we discussed before, but yeah, on his, on his own, um, I wouldn't say it was the best episode. But when he and Lois had scenes together, that's when I saw the best of Clark.
1: I agree. His his plot is yeah, his plot is very super centric in this episode. But um, I do like what they give him to play as Clark, and and just that like. You get the vulnerability side yep. of him, and that's that's always nice to see, and it, it's done really well in this episode. Uh, was this a good episode for Little Miss Lois Lane?
0: Uh, yes, I, I believe it was. Just the fact that you know we saw those beautiful moments with her and, and Dennis, we've already spoken about, but also the moments between her and her and Perry and her and Jimmy as well. The fact that she knows deep down, I think she knows there's something fishy about Jerry, but even she's saying, "Look, you know he's he's got a some he's got his son back, so let's just leave it be." Um, yeah so yeah
1: i like that that reading of it too where it's just like she knows she can find something here but like out of respect and love for perry it's just like Mm. let's just not like let's not oh you know flip this rock over um which i like that now this this lois has the maturity to say that where like season one i think she'd have that itch of like i just gotta figure out what it is yeah um but all the same, it's also kind of undeniable. Like, like, she can't completely leave well enough alone and she will go and look. But th- there's that that part of her that really wants to kind of respect that. Yeah. I, and I like that, like, at the end of it, you know, in their partnership, there are times where they have to just trust the other person, you know, to hmm. do the job. And this was one where it's just like, he's out completely. Not just Superman, not just Clark. They're both out. So it's on her. And, and she does fine. You know, like, she's Lois Lane's it. Everything's great. Yeah. Um, tough question good episode for Superman there's a lot of him in the suit
0: there is actually when you think of it which I love
1: it. yeah yeah. but um, obviously yeah tough day you know
0: <laughs> well I just said it, he it didn't really did, did he save the day that's the question like I know at the end you know we, we kind of see him take out the device um, this is the one episode you actually see him fail a lot which I actually love the fact you see him actually as you said before, very vulnerable of Superman. We don't yeah. get to see that. So I think it is a good episode for Superman, the fact that it's a different aspect we don't get to see much of. and the Yeah. Fact, and just the fact that we know it was Red K, but this time here was, it was a different aspect of what happened to him rather than being um, apathetic. So, yeah, I think it was a good Superman. Uh, just, just in that regard, just the fact it's a different version that we've seen before and the way Dean portrayed him, I thought it was done really well.
1: I think that's fair. I think... Um... I think in general, that that question is like, did he have a lot to do? And like, you know, did he do super stuff? Like, yes and yes, you know, like, and then at the end, we got to see like super caution taping when he <laughs> takes out Biff. So, you know, like, great. What's a, what's not to love? Um, what was your favorite Lois and Clark moment in this episode here?
0: Uh, I think it has to be the, the bedroom scene. Um, mm. When we see that beautiful moment together, you know, Lois is trying to keep it a secret, but Clark knows what he's done. I think it's very hard to put aside everything else that happened in the episode. That, that, that was a beautiful moment in that episode. And I love the fact that, you know, and like I said, moving forward in season four, we see a lot of great moments with them two together. And yeah, this was definitely my favorite scene with them two in this episode. Uh,
1: as always, my guest is right. Just to pick something else. Uh, I'm going to say, say that scene, like the hiccup scene. Like it, <laughs> it's silly, but there, there's such a, it's so beautiful to see the vulnerability that, that he shows to her there and see her just be so, so just like ginger and loving and caring with him. And that whole, like, um, you know, he doesn't trust himself, but she still trusts him completely and they'll get through it. And that's just, that's just beautiful. That's, that's <laughs> what I watched the show for, man. Um, with that, sir, thank you so much for joining me here in metropolis. This has been great. <laughs>
0: No, it's been so great to finally meet you. Like I said, I've been listening to your podcast from pretty much the, the get-go. It was, it was sad to see you um, having a hiatus for so long. but um,
1: And 19 you know. years later, here we are, mate. Yeah, thank you for, <laughs> for sticking through. Dude.
0: But uh, one thing I was going to add towards the end there was um, there's not an episode that goes by where we don't talk about Lois's hair. And even Jerry mentions, oh, you can your hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last time you saw her, obviously, she had the long hair, but we always have to bring it up. I just said, okay. Yeah, right.
1: Like, last time you saw her, she had the bob, presumably, you know? Um, yeah, they, they come into needless... Because they, they've already, like, kind of hung a light on it here. But I also, yeah. like... There were a few shots in this episode where I'm like, she looks fucking terrific. Like, Harry... Harry... Harry. Harry, Thatcher Harry Thatcher. looks great here. So, <laughs> just A-plus to the hair department. Great job. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, Sir, you got Superman, the animated podcast going, um, you're done with the series. You're, you're going on to, to more animated stuff. I'm sure. Um, is there like a, a pie in the sky thing that you'd really like to cover over there in, in podcasting? Or like, is there, um, something you're looking for? We kind of talked about it earlier, but like, yeah. what, what's the next big step for you in podcasting? Do you have the bug? Are you going to look for another show or kind of keep that show alive? What, what's next?
0: No, well, at the moment, um, Similar to what you went through a little bit, I'm on a little bit of a hiatus just with my new role. My job, I'm only getting a couple of days off here and there. And uh,
1: real life should always (laughs) come first. Yes.
0: And it does. And and I miss it so much. Uh, I miss being able to talk to people. And like I said, doing season three of my podcast got me so excited to speak to different people who do different podcasts about Superman. And my goal is like, I'd love to be able to talk to anyone and everyone about any facets of superman like i said i only went down the animated side of things because it wasn't really spoken about that much but now Mm -hmm. again you can throw a rock and there's like four or five different podcasts out there doing the animated side of things as well so uh but yeah it's it's just one of those things it's like there's so many great shows that have been already have got great podcasts such as like i said lois and clark the man himself matt truex is doing that and you know um you know, Zach Moore, who, you know, I've listened to, same with him, I love Smallville and I love listening to his podcast. And Never
1: heard of him, but oh, <laughs> I'll... <probably laughs> was, I guess, so. um, you know, so
0: yeah. I'm just grateful to be able to speak to, uh, to, to everyone who loves this character just as much as I do. So I love to stay in the animated world just because it's something different and other people aren't... But everyone has, has seen these movies, but they don't probably watch them over again as much. So it's probably good in some respects yeah. reaching out to a lot of people and saying, would you like to watch this movie again? And we can talk about it, so that's what my oh. goal is moving forward. So
1: yeah. Well, not to invite myself, but when when you get back to it, if you need a guest, sign me up. I would do any of oh. those movies. I do a, I do a, you know, um, Batman Beyond the Calling or whatever. When <laughs> you know we get old, Superman, you know, like truly, whatever whatever you're up for. Um, this is this has been a pleasure, man. It's so nice to you know, it's that weird thing where you kind of like haunt each other online for a <laughs> while, but it's so nice to like sit and and talk to you and put a. Put a put a face to the voice and that type of thing. So, so thank you, man. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for for the kind words. Um, uh, Superman the animated podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what are the what are the handles online? Where should people find you?
0: Yep, um, they can find Superman the animal animated podcast, and all your good podcatchers, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at supanimatedpod.
1: And you're here, so you found me. Sir, Good luck with whenever you get back to podcasting. You know, like it can wait. Get keep life going, <laughs> but then uh but thank you for joining me so much and uh look forward to another adventure in metropolis with you at some point
0: oh i'd love to come back up uh, thank you very much for uh being here and uh, i had so much fun and um I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna be buzzing for the next couple of days so yeah cool oh
1: thank you man thank thank you for the, the kind words truly um but for this episode of lois and clark i've been matt truex i've been nathan mckenzie would you like to say it sir Folk off everybody Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, is a daily knockoff production. Please review us on iTunes, follow us on social, and we'll see you in Metropolis. Perfect. See you next time.